You know, if I swap Myrtle syrup, Johnny Cakes for Waddle Seed Damper and Golden Syrup, and I charge the same price, I'm basically doubling my profits. Basically. Literally. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we have a yarn about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors that we have seen here in Australia. We are a month ahead of the UK. It's a bloody nightmare. Mainly not not for us, but we we feel it. We're we're empathetic. I am Vaya. I'm in the Mobile Pirate Net Studios. We have set up shop on Puffer Fisher's back patio, a.k.a. Kate's Place. Kate at Remude on Twitter is here. Hello. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, we had last week off. They chucked a sickie. Yeah, yeah, it was a classic Australian sickie. No, a classic Australian sickie is when you aren't actually sick. True. When you phone it in. Well, we, we had the double whammy last week of Vey being sick and also we had a snap five-day lockdown, so we had to do it remotely and then it was just like, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, lo- love that for us though because we were so – we were used to long-term lockdown. Yeah. It was like a long weekend, which I hate to say because I know UK listeners, you're going through tough times. And but we've been there. We, we get it. We get it. It's hideous. But if you're, if you're faced with like a snap one in the middle of summer – you go, hang on. Yeah, a little cheeky, yeah, little cheeky lockdown. Yeah. Just takes the edge off. Got a lot of jobs done that I intended to do in lockdowns one and or two. One that you know is gonna one that you know is gonna end in a timely fashion. Yeah. It's not it's not too devastating. Holy shit though. First experience at remote learning with um baby Madge. Oh, because she's just started yeah. school. And they, not like um uh, oh God, I've forgotten his name. Her name, Toadie's daughter, Nelly Fish. <laughs> you don't just yank Baby Madge out of school. No, like he did. Right. That is yeah. weird and neglectful. No, um, look, it was just the teachers gave a lot of work for what was essentially only two days off school. So because the teachers are match fit from last year. Yeah, yeah. We've got all the lesson plans online. We should do some neighbours council business. Uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you for bearing with us while I. I had a cold. That's my big yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. A year of not being sick because I've socially distanced all, and, and all year. And you got swabbed up for it as well. Yeah, did the test just to make sure and just had a little cold and we were holed up and I was like, I will not, I can't do a remote pod while I've got a cold. It's not happening. But we're back in the balmy outdoors. <laughs> I almost feel like until the vaccine hits, I just don't want to jinx it by going inside now. I know, and it's quite nice. I mean, we can hear a lot of crickets. Mm. The listeners probably won't. And it's it's an, it's like all our jokes aren't landing because it's a constant stream <laughs> of crickets underneath. Sweetie, it's just business. Uh, I have orders of business. There's a huge order of business coming. But let's – oh, what's that in your tree? Is that a possum? Yeah, ringtail possum. It looks like a little kitten. Google kit. it, guys. It looks like a kitten. It's very cute. It's got a little white belly. Yeah, and you can tell because they've got the white tips on their tails as okay. well. Uh, oh. We can tell that it's not a, a large rat. Right, great, great. So that's set the scene nicely. I want to point out, this happened a few weeks ago, I think, but I just saw it on my television uh, when I was watching Neighbours, a new advertisement on our screens, Bachelor Tim Tam, I want to call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of like, 
you know, in a coma watching the TV. <laughs> and it was my husband who actually said, hey, that's Pierce. So in Australia, we had this classic ad in the 90s, I want to say. Yeah. Um, a, a genie appears, a, a, a magic a, lamp. Yeah, a swarthy gent. Yes. And Kate, La- Kate, La- Kate Blanchett, Australia's Kate Blanchett, stars as a random young woman. Yeah. Gets the genie and says, I want a packet of Tim Tams that never runs out. Yeah. And then the, the um, yeah, she gets the packet of biscuits and then Bachelor Tim's been recast as the Tim Tam genie. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's swarthy via spray tan. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's, he's got the, the whole um, six pack out. Yeah, he's, he hasn't missed ab day at the shed. Not one day of his life. Uh, so that, that's Pierce's new trajectory. Now, big news in my world, mm-hmm. in Neighbours' world, TikTok. <laughs> my new stage. Guys, okay? Vaya is TikTok famous. I became TikTok viral. CJ and I were joking about it two weeks ago. You're going to be TikTok famous. I posted a trend video and, you know, everyone does trends. Like you do hashtag, trending hashtags on Twitter or whatever. And it doesn't actually work. But on TikTok, the algorithm is this, it's just this piece of wizardry. And you do it, jump on a trending vid and then away you go. And the great thing was is you were able to leverage a bit against um, Channel 5 in the UK too. Yeah, I, I got people where it stung. Um, so you can look at our TikTok at Neighbours Pod is my username, the, our username, and you don't have to have TikTok to um, watch it. But you should join because, see, this is the weird thing about going viral on TikTok. I don't know if it's viral yet. I think it's viral-esque. It's a, I've, I've got the common cold on TikTok, I want to say. But I've only got 59 followers because I literally joined three weeks ago. So no one that I know, like no one that I know is a few of our lovely listeners have jumped across, but not enough of them to give me street cred. So... Come and follow. Just make an account so you can follow us. It's fun. But I, also then you'll discover the joys of it. It'll it'll change your life. It, months and months and months ago, I ended up making an account when um, CJ said, that told me to because I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I better make it in case like a listener makes one under remute. And so I did back then and then I deleted TikTok. But then I was like, oh, I better log in and see what Vey is doing on the internet. <laughs> Shenanigans. Um, the important lesson here is always do what CJ tells you to do. <laughs> this is what I do. Like I just, uh, the first day I made it, I said, tell me what hashtags to use. And she did. It's, uh, this is the thing. So it's currently this latest video is now 33.9 thousand views. What? I haven't checked our podcast listener, listenership to see if that's had a bump up, but I hope, let's hope. Um, the Ned Bump Cake video is on there. Uh, that's that's doing a little cheeky 600 views. So that's the difference here. We Maybe have, you just need a song behind it. Imagine if Ned had done, had taken his fandangle over to TikTok, the reach he could have had. Would he have made any money out of it though? Well, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've yet to strike a brand deal, but Neighbours Pod on TikTok, it's the way forward. We've had a topsy-turvy week in Australia with our online news. Like all news services have been suspended on Facebook. But it's not just even news services. Like, okay, here's a weird one for you. The official Case File podcast page was removed. What? Yes. Oh, that's... Pinky McKay baby experts page was removed. Anything that is news adjacent? The, um... 
a lot of these things are restored. The Royal mm. Children's Hospital's Facebook oh, page is removed. It's a complete mess. So why? Okay. Yeah. In short, what happened is that Rupert Murdoch has told the Australian government to um, write some legislation to make Facebook pay news organisations to have their links on Facebook, and Facebook have told them to get staffed. I think quite rightly, and. Now Australia's up shit creek. So now that's why I'm hanging out on TikTok a lot. Let's not get too current affairsy because we don't want to become news adjacent and get our page yeah, taken I down. I, did, I mean, I checked our page because yeah. I was like, hang on. Yeah, CJ as far yeah, went. CJ was right on it too. She was like, I'm checking it's not marked as news. Anyway, oh, and the good thing about TikTok is I'm dropping a lot of videos at UK pace. So I'm trying not to spoil anything at Australian pace. So, and also one more thing. Thank you to Anna for joining our Patreon. Thank you. There's a chance I may have already thanked you, but um, oh, look, double look, the thanks. Yeah, you take what you can get. Um, Patreon.com slash NeighborsPod. We are going to have a Patreon only chat this week about one of the storylines from the week. We are going to discuss Brendrick's, Brent and Hendrix's dynamic in year 13, Erinsborough High. What you've always wanted, Kate, a much more respectable path. For the repeating students. <laughs> One where they get to wear clothes like adults. Yeah. Uh, in fact, let's wrap up council business. Because you're doing business with you. And let's head on over to Patreon and do that chat right now. And then we will kick off our chat about the week commencing February 15, 2021. A few events this week, Kate. Because... Mm. Uh, Last week we didn't pod and I felt that the week, that week was a struggle for me to get excited about anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll do some TikToks about it for UK pace. Don't you worry. But um, this week we kick off with a visitor to, a, a return visitor to Erinsborough. And I do love that they kept saying, what's she doing back in Erinsborough? And whenever they say that in dialogue on Neighbours, <laughs> I like to think, I like to transplant a real life suburb into that sentence. Like, What's she doing back in Richmond? <laughs> What's she doing back in Avondale Heights? Come slinking back in with her tail between her legs. <laughs> to Coburg, which got a shout out this week. Yes. <laughs> I was a bit excited by that. That's kind of the, the suburb between um, Vera and I. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, 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 I would it's, call it my Anson's Corner. Okay. <laughs> Go there to the farmer's market. So every now and then I think of a suburb that it could be that could get away with it, like St Kilda, I think. What's she doing back in St Kilda? I oh, she's say falling that. on tough times. <laughs> <laughs> Which she has, Kate. To remind us who Olivia is. Oh, she's um, the sale of the century is Elise Plash. <laughs> I can't look at that woman and think she's yeah. evil. She's no. just such a wholesome, I... sweet lady. L- She's the reason I loved watching Sale of the Century as like a seven-year-old. Yeah. She's going, oh, it's a but little also, also, I look at her and I go, what happened to Phil Martin? <laughs> yeah. She was dating him. Yeah, we, like, I think we'd go for, over this every time. She but she was an back. established you know, um, character mm. back in the 90s and suddenly she comes back in as someone else. Yeah. Um, this isn't like the whole Colette man briefly as Cheryl thing. This is like someone who like played a character for In my ages. mind, it's the same person. She yes. just has a little um, sea change. At some point, but is it someone still friends with with him? Oh no, am I? I'm I'm getting confused with the the time traveling yeah. neighbors. Yeah, the webisodes. Yeah. So she wrote this tell all. Better the devil you know. It's devil you know. But once I worked mm. out, it was a nod to the Kylie mm. title. That's all I can hear. And in a stroke of evil genius, Claudia Millsy's evil Millsy's mum. I guess from prison. 
Yeah, oh, mate. Look, she'd still have someone on, you know, retainer. She's got um, publishers in, in that she's in bed with. She stopped the publication of Olivia's memoir about Evil to, Finn. It would have to be fairly defamatory towards her, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have to work hard. Yeah. <laughs> First sentence. But well, didn't want to yeah. pay the ransom for her eldest son to come back from Colombia. I feel like she'd still have the screws into dry toast as well. Mm. Anyway, she banned the publication. Yeah, good so on her. Um, Olivia lost all this money. And it was essentially ragging on the Kennedys for getting taken in by Evil Finn. I mean, it all sounds pretty valid yeah, up to this point. Like, I don't think the defamation lawyers would have a case because it's all accurate. I mean, Susan Kennedy is an idiot. <laughs> and Olivia's got this proposition saying, hey, Suze, what if you tell me your side of the story and I'll put the book out again um, from your perspective? And there was this great moment. I, I feel we need to use that meme, which is, yeah, it's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> so there's a moment where they say, oh, so it's going to be the same book from someone else's perspective. And I'm like, yeah, it's Midnight Sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Twilight from Edward's perspective. <laughs> oh, hang on. Wasn't there, there was a um, Fifty Shades of Grey, wasn't there, that was rewritten from his, like the perspective of the psychopath? Probably because Twilight did it first. Yeah. Uh, it's, anyway, I would read it. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm reading the Susan version. Oh, no. Look, hey, if you're going to read it, you might as, get, might as well get the one that has a greater insight into the criminal. Susan then um, turns her down and then Olivia goes around to all of Erinsborough hitting up all and sundry if they'll be in her book. And David almost considers it. Yeah. And then I was like, why is he so worried about his reputation? You know, because he goes on this big rant, you know, all the new doctors Google me. Truly, do, do, you, do they really have enough time to Google every new doctor they work with? I mean, David has been shonky quite a lot of time. So yeah. it'd be a good Google. And then I was like, oh, what's the connection again? Oh, yeah, he was Finn's head doctor. Yeah, slash psych, but not really. Mm. Like it was, yeah. Oh, look, I, look, if you're a new doctor, you're not going to be at the top of the class going to Erinsborough Hospital. You're going to be desperate for a job going there. Um, also, I wanted to know what the price was. What, is the price right, Elise Platt? Not to mix up my game shows, but what are you going to What's in the showcase? What are you compensating these people? Because I would consider it. <laughs> and at, at one point she was going to go hit up Kyle and he's fallen on a hard time. So they're like, quick, mm. we better stop her talking to Kyle. It's no. Surely you would just go, I'm not going to have the woman who did an absolute hatchet job write a book about me. Here's my solution, Susan Kennedy. You worked in for the press. You're a writer. You're an, you were an English yeah. teacher. Write the book yourself. Oh, you know what? Just let it die down. Nah. Didn't Someone suggested that, just saying, no, no, let's just, people will forget about it from this point onwards. I'm still like, it's not going to go away. I would you, we can't let go of it. At one point they're like, Look, let's forget about it. I'm like, we will never forget Bum Island. That is the power of Rob Mills' ass, okay? Never it, forget. It's not the storyline. It's the fact that we got... A brief glimpse of bare bum on neighbours. We also got Quall and Roxy's asses. Don't you ever forget that. Look, that pales into <laughs> insignificance. And also bearing in mind that the UK viewers got a bit of front side crotch mm, yeah. as well. So S Susan may as well cash in, put the ass on the cover, write it from her side, <laughs> call it Susan Kennedy turns the other cheek. <laughs>
Now we have to. Oh God, there's an, there's an there's an interesting development over at the eighty two. Yeah. Ding ding. Yeah. R O P. The eighty two. Do you think that's it? That's not it. That can't be it. Unless there's like a fire, like they did to Lou's place. Because Roxy, but mind you, there's probably too much asbestos in that tram. Roxy's like, you know, getting her law and order on, and she's reading the fine print of the contract, the moral clause. Who knew? <laughs> Which Paul enacted. So to wind it back a bit, because Coyle poisoned everybody with the shroom pies, I yeah. am blaming him. It's not Roxy's fault. I mean, the fact is that nobody working there was a chef no. in any way. And this week they're putting all their noodles together trying to come up with some new recipes. Did anyone have any food handling quals? Well, I guess Roxy has whatever she the waterhole qualifies her to do. I mean, I guess so. She can pour some, like, tequila shooters. And serve a palmy. I don't call it a palmy. Yeah, I don't know why palma. I just did then. Palma. Parmigiana. But, and then at one point, Levi's in there. I'm like, what's the cop, local cop doing? I just, I just don't understand how Coyle thought he could run a cafe with no actual skills. Alongside his handyman business, which he yeah. still also has. So the, the 82 got shut and now... Uh, he's fallen back on his lease payments, which means – his rent payments, which means Carl, who's his landlord, has fallen back on payments to Paul because he's in in business with Paul. I'm very confused about the Hang ownership on. here. I think Paul owns the land the tram is on. Carl owns the tram and um, – And Coyle Coyle runs owns the, business. the business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so – It's unusual. It, Paul's trying to motivate Carl to kick Coyle out on his ass, which is, I guess, some kind of um, held over vendetta with Gazcan that Paul's just like, I hate his shitty tram and I hate his son. Get out. (laughs) Also, it's like it's a rival to his own business. I think we have too many eateries in Erinsborough. It's too many places to buy a coffee there. Yeah, and too many places to get poisoned. Anyway, but also, like, they were going to have to do something. There's, like, a heap of bad publicity around the poisoning at the 82 and they're going to have to do a rebrand or something like which that. Which is what they suggest. It, it is actually tough. Like poisoning is a tough one. Okay. Even with COVID lately, whenever there's an outbreak at an eatery, it makes you, it gives you pause to then go to said eatery. You know what? I just don't understand what, how like an Australian basically bush tucker cafe had any business at all in like a outer suburban area. Yeah, I get it. Where would you put one? If you were in a tourist spot in Melbourne, Kate. Where would I put one? Oh, I'd make it really high end and make it in like a, a hip area like Fitzroy or Collingwood or something like that. Maybe in like Smith Street or something. Or or if it was a regional, a rural, um, like out in a, near, in a winery maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like in like a posh winery or yeah. something. But I, I would be quite feeling quite confronted if I went to like a cafe for lunch and they're serving an emu on the burger. But also lemon myrtle. Sorry, not, not an emu. <laughs> that would be one big meal. But, yeah. Lemon myrtle cream or whatever it was that he was to- toying, like, between swapping. pretty high end for a guy who basically is an unqualified tradesman. Mm. So they, they're talking about a rebrand. They don't want to lose the Aussie flavour. So um, they Carl suggests they get thrifty and review their dishes and swap in some cheaper ingredients. Yeah. So, like, instead of 
lemon myrtle meringue or whatever it is, why don't you serve damper with golden syrup? Oh, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> And then, and and then, then they're qu- like, oh, crikey, that'll save us 80%. The squirrel's it- like, I'll charge the exact same price for damper as I was for whatever it was, lemon myrtle meringue. No wonder um, bloody Roxy was scraping to make ends meet and like picking bloody park mushrooms. <laughs> he said, look, no, it's just a really ill-conceived idea. Why not? You know what I'd do? I'd kind of like cash in on the kitschness of being on a tram and just tr- make it a like an afternoon tea kind of place like Miss Marple's up in the Dandenongs. But also at the Diamond Creek Tram Cafe, which you can see us at on TikTok. On get, TikTok, we're there. You can get some Costco muffins, serve them on a tram. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Muffins, slices, coffees, milkshakes, what you know. Yeah. Whatever Gaz Cam was serving at his coffee hut, just pop that into the tram. You know, yeah, there's not a very big kitchen to have all these delicacies in your drinks fridge. So while Carl's trying not to boot them out and then Paul's like, just give him the boot. Meanwhile, Amy who's missed out on this lease in the Lassiter's Precinct to start a clothing boutique. Oh, because, hang on, was that, that was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was like, because bloody Dippy nicked her lease application. Uh, from, right from Tarage's desk. Tarage was livid, uh, almost. Turned, she would have been, been my shitters in of the week last yeah. week, Dippy, for doing that. Um, Tarage almost turned to Dippy's daughter and was like, um, could you please, can I file a report and have your mother charged for breaking and entering my office? But to be honest, things are going well at Lassiter's if they've got people, um, you know, in a bidding war over a lease space. And here's a little inconsistency I wanted to point out. So Therese, uh filled the spot because Amy didn't get her application in. She said, yeah. sorry, I've given the lease to someone else. Then later in the week, she says to Tony, sorry, your office isn't livable. I know that was weird, wasn't so it? So you have to stay in this tiny hotel. hotel room. And I'm like, hang on, why didn't you why did you give away the shop lease mm. to another client if you have a lawyer client who's without an office? Yeah. I just I I guess this way she can still get two income streams. So Amy wants to run a clothing boutique and Paul says she can lease the 82 tram. A clothing store in the tram. Now, you thought it was going to be cramped cooking in a tram. What about a change room in a tram? Well, not only that, she wants it also to be a cafe too. Well, the kitchen's already in there. So already there's like a third of the tram is the kitchen. So what, is one third going to be the cafe and one third going to be this high-end boutique? Mm. And then where are you changing? Obviously the driver's (laughs) compartment. This is weird. This is like running a clothing shop out of a caravan. It's not high end. What she could have said was, um, I'm running uh, a dot com, like an online shop. Yeah. So all her stock could be in the tram. That still feels like a bad idea. I think just still use the, like, I don't know. I I felt like that that whole conversation was going to lead up to Toadie's law office being in the tram. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Law on the run. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ding, ding. Um, what? Oh, no, no. Life off the rails. Get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Conduct your business at Rebecca Law. <laughs> the shamey relationship had some kind of rocket fuel in it. It was going 
at lightning speed. Mm. I could not keep up with Amy. I thought it was going to reveal that she had some kind of ADHD diagno- undiagnosed or yeah. she – and that's like she couldn't focus on parenting her own kids so she's stuck down here. And She was just so hell-bent <clears throat> on battling Dippy for Shane, which, you know, I've always been a fan of Shane but he's not like a bloody – prize example of manhood to fight over. And he doesn't seem that invested. It's like, oh, yeah, you know. No, but that that is just the nature of... of um, Rebecca's? No, no, no. I was going to say, what's the actor's name again? Ben. Nicholas Coughlin. Ne- oh, yeah. I think that's just the nature of Nicholas Coughlin's kind of understated acting yeah. style. Laconic. I... So... Amy is like, let's run a business together. We're going to be together because he's now essentially chosen her. He's found out that Dibby still held a candle, mm-hmm. even though she cast him aside mere months ago, her husband of 20 years. And he's like, no, 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 I've got my new girlfriend and we're going to run Shane, a tram cafe you're not together. you going to be having a girlfriend who's better for you than Amy. I'm sorry. No, yeah. And... As they mentioned, they came to Erinsborough and he tried to run a cafe with his wife and they nearly killed each other yeah. and he was bad at it. Because he was lazy. Yeah, he was bad at it. He needs a boss who he's not in a, like, domestic partnership with. And his partner should be encouraging him to pursue his engineering dreams yeah. at, a, at a healthy pace. Get back on to, like, producing electricity out of your own way, mate. Th- and power a real tram on it. Then Imagine if Melbourne's whole tram network was, was powered by urine. I reckon there's, what something, a world we'd there's live in. something in that. Um, the rest of the week was like missed connections of, you know, one of them, Dippy telling Puffy she doesn't want him, she can't handle him being with Amy, she's considering moving to Sydney. Amy uh, was going to bring her three kids down to meet Shane. I mean, and then apparently they were happy and they were excited to meet Shane. I'm like, I think they just want to see their mum, Amy. Yeah, that's it was sad. I feel sorry for her kids. I think they're all minors. There's so much I needed answered that never got answered about Amy. And she was she had her swan song this week. And Oh, but what happened? There was oh, a big drama. Yeah, we nearly lost both of them. So there was the old um Chekhov's gas bottle <laughs> got wrestled inside by Amy and Puffy. Highly flammable. Well, again, which was precarious. Like, why were they in there? They hadn't even signed the lease papers. Why isn't there a little shed built on the back of the tram, stores the gas bottles in? What were they, what were they for, Kate? Just to power the, like, the cooktop on the tram. But why, did, why were they on the inside of the tram? No, no, she moved them inside so they wouldn't be nicked. But you'd think that rather than having uh, loose propane tanks, she would there'd, there'd just be like a shed built for them to be permanently fitted into. And that would be secure and locked. Yes, for overnight. Yeah. So you don't have to move the bloody tanks Every inside. Day. Yeah. Oh, and then she's invited, so she's invited to Dippy Round to take a look at this um, cast-off drinks fridge and Dippy comes and examines it. And I thought, is she going to haul this drinks fridge out of the tram just in her high heels? Like I was waiting for that scene. You think she'd just go, Shane, would, is this better than the one I have at the cafe? And he'd go, yep. And she'd be like, okay, I don't need to look at it. And she's like, stop inviting me into the same room with you because I'm sick of it. Yeah. She comes over and then suddenly they, she topples over. Did we actually see anybody knock the, the switch on the gas tank? No. Not like the close-up we got of the pizza oven before that went off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wish it was another pizza yeah. oven crime. Okay. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've been on the network, but remember the old W-class trams? They, they were not airtight in any which way. No, that's what it, this is. This is that, isn't it? And this yeah. tram had four of its doors open. Yeah, I was like, how have they consumed this gas? They have windows that were probably propped open as well. It's this is weird. Unless it comes out next week that Amy shoved Dippy's head in the oven, I don't know how they inhaled all this gas. But also, wasn't the actual gas tank down near Amy? Yeah, or was in the middle? It's like a maypole in the middle of the track. Oh, there's a lot of questions that anyway, need to be they answered. They both with got this. instantly woozy and passed out, and yeah. then oh well, no, well, Dippy fell over first because she was near the ground, and obviously there was like the denser gas near the ground, and then Amy kind of like bent over a bit to look at her, and then was like woo. And then, of course, Puffy had to come and save his two damsels in distress. I'm surprised he didn't put his dryer bone and a Kubra on. But you know what gets me about this? Okay, so he hauls both of them out, which we don't see because obviously it would have been very difficult to and do. And hilarious. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that scene, which we did in the olden days get that version of that, which we'll get to. But then you see Shane kind of like, you know, next to the, like the, the waking up Amy and then he goes, okay, you're awake. And then he turns to his dead wife basically and is like, wake up, wake up, Dippy. And Amy's all like, oh, but she's your ex type thing. That's what she's thinking. And it's like, actually, no, it's called triage, love. You were clearly alive and conscious, <laughs> whereas she wasn't. That's why he's working on her. It did seem very clinical. She did read a lot into that. For someone who had already essentially set up the rest of her life with Shane in a week, she was very quick to cast it aside again. Yeah. But not before having a good chat to Tarage in the pub um, when Tarage recounted the whole fire with Drab. What a highlight. Okay. We need to hear some of this conversation. Um, CJ enjoyed it, messaged us to say she loved mentioning all of this this casual fire, like it was a, just a casual Tuesday in Erinsborough. Let's hear a bit of Tarage relating to Amy about the trauma of going through such a disaster. So I was caught in a fire once with my ex-husband's new girlfriend. Also the same situation, but with fire instead of gas. Mm. And in my head I was still Brad's wife and I was hoping that we'd get back together, but he chose to save her first and there was no going back. I mean, then in that storyline, which the show is currently telling us, yes, we copy-pasted an old story <laughs> file and we slapped it onto this week. But basically, going to Tarage for any sort of relationship advice, Tarage just has to go, yeah, pretty much every shit situation I went through it with Drab Willis. Yeah, she's getting the filing cabinet. All right, right, here we go. Actually, you know what? She could get out Toadie's Rolodex. Yes. Right. Now, the time that he carried out... Um, the new woman on the scene. Instead of the mother of his children. Yep. It's going to just let her roast. We got to see that stunt. Um, we, and Which was still, yeah. a, you know, we always rag on Drab Willis and still I'm going to do it again because that was a particularly shit thing to do to <laughs> your own children. Yeah, just to get your bit of stuff sorted out. So Puffy's had to do a similar stunt but then he, it makes him realise the reverse, that he's got to be with his long-term wife Who's just gonna cheat on you again? Cheat on, oh, yeah. cheat on me once. Shame on you. Cheat on me twice. The, shame on me. The minute some other hot rich guy comes to town, Pierce or uh, Puffy will be insecure again. Yeah. But this this is the nail in the coffin for Amy for the shamey relationship. Yeah. She sees him 
tend to his wife and essentially in a disaster, he's going to save her before Amy. He's always going to care for her more than Amy. So she's going to just eject herself from this whole equation. Which is a lot of extrapolation. Yeah. I think he did the right thing to anybody, like ex-wife or not. Yeah. He did the right thing in that situation. And he, look after yourself first, Shane. And yeah. Dippy's not the best for you. I really thought we could have had a bit more mileage out of this divorce. The other thing that um, we find out that Dippy has done is she's gone to Melanie Pearson, uh, old character, come back. Love to her. Act, she's great. Yeah, acting as Toadie's PA. And she's straight back into character too, which I love. She's a delight. There was, we didn't get to talk about it much, but there was this moment where she, Toadie met her on Tinder and there was going to be this May-December romance hinted mm. at and Paul took umbrage with it and then Oh, my God, because I, I, if we had done the pod last week, it was going to be called I Slept With Paul Robinson <laughs> because I was then like, okay, we'll just talk about it now because imagine this is like the – remember we had the the flow chart of yeah. people who have slept with people. The Robinson root tree. Yeah. This just that, – this that's a, like a bloody prime mm. connection. Yeah. If Toadie sleeps with Melanie, then that is like a missing link for, for all sorts of terrible venereal diseases. And I saw on Twitter someone had mentioned – He's almost related by marriage to Melanie because she she has a connection to Sky. Wasn't yes. she with a Mangle? Yes. So she was married to Joe Mangle, and Joe Mangle um, is the father of Sky. And Sky was with Dylan Timmons, who's Toadie's cousin. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was a great dynamic because um, she threw shade back on Paul. Like everyone looked at Paul and Toadie, he's, and then they were saying, "Well, you're much older than your wife, so get over it." I'm I'm a bit disappointed that they played it for laughs. Like, that, yeah, oh, well, we could never be in a relationship. Though it did kind of expose some weirdness of, of Toadie's recent dating experience, where he, um, you know, was trying to date Rose, his you know former former PA, and then also then was trying to date Baudry. Yeah, he's his most recent he, PA, the assistant at his charity, and I just realised where I was recognising. The puffy, um, puffy dippy Amy triangle yeah. played out similarly to how the Rose and Toadie and Rose's extremely attractive ex-husband mm. played out right at the eleventh hour because yeah. she's like, "Oh no, I love my horrible husband. I'm going back to him. Bye, Toadie." It's like, "Oh no, I love my wife who really shattered me to pieces recently." Yep, still like her. Bye, yeah. gorgeous new girlfriend. So. But they just need maybe at the community centre. They they need some classes in building self esteem. Mm, oh oh yeah, who could run those? Torage, Chloe. Oh no, Chloe. Yeah, hundred percent Chloe. Yeah, she's brand enthusiasm for yeah, the soul. Yeah, you know because you know she just said you've cheated on me. Get out. Yeah. Brand enthusiasm for the soul, Chloe mm. Brennan. Um, we should get to her actually. She has some good stuff this week. Um, but so. The 82 gets gassed. Who gets it now? So that's what I mean. It's up in the air. It's not going to be a fashion boutique. It's not. It's currently I mean, not. Is it, is it the new home of Rebecca Law? <laughs> Confidentiality. Out the window. <laughs> open air. So that was that was a little low. There was a low ebb for Rebecca Law this week because Melanie just starts handling his, his um, family law. Oh, and did you see Bechdel said that that is the actual paperwork for yeah. a, a yes. Victorian divorce? Legal Eagle Beck noticed that Melanie had printed out the correct paperwork and handed it to Dippy to file. And also they they mentioned that they had to be divorced for, oh, had to separated, be separated for a year. So she really was getting in early. 
but she yeah. wanted to, you know, put a full stop on this because she saw that Shane was moving on with Amy and Dippy, I thought, came up with a great solution for herself. Go to Sydney. Yeah. Where my two younger children live. Yeah. One of which has had some extreme issues lately. Running underground blackjack rings. And who the hell knows what's going on with Kersha? I mean, she seems to be fine, but I'm sure well, she you could. never know. Yeah, I'm sure she could use a study buddy. But then, yes, she's like, oh, but you've got me and you've got Mackenzie. And I'm sorry, Mackenzie doesn't count. Mackenzie like, is Jay a, and Mackenzie is 18, an adult. Yes, she's a family friend, a close family friend. and a love, Of a couple of years. Yeah, and a um, fun housemate, but. Not someone you choose over your underage children. I feel it would have been more valid to use the argument of, like, what about Nellie and Hugo? You're the only mother figure they know. Oh, bang. That cuts, Zing. That cuts deep. I'm straight. Yeah, that, mm. wow. And she'd be like, who haven't seen these children in yeah. a very long time? Absolutely no question. That mm. would, because that's perfect. Yeah. Ugh. So deus ex gassina <laughs> happens and because we call us like, well, that's it. My dad's legacy, the tram, it's gone. But <laughs> the gas has saved him. He's got a, another chance at it. Oh, and Tim Collins is like doing a, a tribute to the 82 just to piss off Paul. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Tycho. So then. Oh, can I just say my favourite scene of the week was the scene in which um, Tarage came in to discuss with Toadie and Melanie, the um, give them an update on his old office. And the whole gist of the scene was basically a, a very thinly veiled um, discussion about COVID. Oh, I didn't, I didn't read into that. How, how, what well, do you mean? That's exactly what it was, though. It was all like Tarage saying, "Oh, look, sorry, we thought it wasn't going to go on this long, but oh. it's still here, so you, we still can't go on." And Toadie's like, "But I'm losing money in my business." All right, let, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I've just seen the engineer's report for the work under your office. It's more structure work, so it's going to take a little while longer to get you back in there. This move was only meant to be for a few weeks and now it's turned into months. I understand that, but... And I was okay moving somewhere a bit quieter for a short period of time, but the shine has worn off. My business is taking a hit. There's no foot traffic. Oh, my God. Oh, of course. And wasn't he saying, I'm just a small business guy. Where's my foot traffic? Yeah. Which I love. I'm, imagine the cases he gets from the foot traffic. <laughs> People leave in the cop shop. Oh, my God, who am I going to call? Tim um, Collins, no, no, he's like a drive away. Let's go to this guy. <laughs> Ambulance chaser. But, no, it's all it's all about, no, sorry, but what can we do about it? It's just a fact of life. We just have to live with it. Oh, we man. didn't expect it to go on this long, but here we are. And she said, we already gave us a rent reduction. We want further rent compensation. And she gets yeah, it. Yeah, so, like, I'm guessing, like, Tarage is, like, the government and they want <laughs> an extension of, like, JobKeeper wow. or JobSeeker. I love that because also I we've been re, the rupees have felt the poisoning has felt a bit like COVID swept through because they weren't sure who got it they were trying it's, to is a close contact yeah, of, who, the, of the mushrooms like who's Jacinta been near and everything um, oh yeah well there's no, no contact tracing going mm. on in Erinsborough and uh, going back to Dippy she comes back recovering from this gas gassing incident which they didn't go to the hospital for but. Whatever. They just went home. And V wants to check on her mum and she's like, you know, how do you feel? If you, is your wee a weird colour? She comes back from the bathroom and Dippy goes, my wee was fine. <laughs> just a weird <laughs> statement. Did not expect that of an evening. But at the end of the week, 
Uh, for one, at one point, I thought Puffy was going to get no women because Amy's like, "I'm going back to Queensland to be with my kids." See you, chump. D- Dippy's like, "I'm going to Sydney to be with my kids." And I thought Puffy was going to be there on his Pat Malone with his piss engine and <laughs> just no one. <laughs> the saddest <laughs> bitch. <laughs> See you later, Puffy. You couldn't choose between your two beautiful wives. Yeah, and he got none. But they reunite more or less. Like they just decide to give it another crack. I just want them to both undergo some personal growth. Mm. You can't just go back. No, because this problem's only going to happen again. Mm. And we'll be here to document it when it does. Um, One more thing we should discuss. Another return visitor to the street. Love a bit of this action. It's Ma Brennan. Great to see you again, Ma Brennan. She's deteriorated somewhat since we last saw her. But I'm really grateful to see her. They haven't just written her off 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 camera. Yeah, Yeah, we get to go on this journey with her. And it's tough, but she's playing it very respectfully and okay, okay. Point of order here. Yes, she she travelled by herself over from Adelaide. Look, they've really got to stop shuttling her back and forth from Adelaide. She's fairly. I don't know. She's fairly infirm. I don't know how they. Anyway, I mean, she's got the bucket list in order, so she's ready yeah. to go. She's ready to go. But also, so she travelled all the way from Adelaide, from the airport to Erinsborough. So like, that's what. Well, Chloe that, got her. Yeah, but that. And she hadn't gone to the toilet in that whole time. Yeah, you know, she had a good chat at home. I'm actually really worried about it. She's an older lady. Yeah. That's like a recipe for a UTI. So Chloe has is stuck in this carer role, like is taking on this carer role yeah. willingly, but is in over her head. Yeah, and, and, it, and yeah. it is a terrible idea as well. It, this is um, because Chloe is also suffering from Huntington's, like her mother. Yeah, she's she's got a glimpse into her own yeah. decline, basically. And Ma Brennan doesn't want Aaron and Chloe to have to deal with this. She just wants to have a nice time with them. Yeah, she wants to have a mother-child relationship yeah. with them, not a, a carer thing, which yeah. I think is very sensible. And. She, those kids aren't like Mark. They haven't got a laminated schedule, mm. so they're well, not Chloe, equipped. Chloe is surely worth more money than Paul at this point. Like, don't you think in terms her, of her ex-husband was a billionaire? She would have made out like a bandit yeah. in the divorce. Oh yeah, um, what at least a hundred million mm. in the divorce. Oh yeah, and remember oh. Paul only got twelve. He's, lo- and he's like pissing through that cash. I would love for Chloe to start throwing <laughs> her weight around that street. She could own half of Power Road. She plays her cards <laughs> right. So. How are you finding, Kate? I'm really enjoying the new dynamic between Nicolette and Chloe because Nick confessed that she planted the affair necklace and made Chloe bust in on her husband mounting another lady. See, because like I was saying before, I love Chloe for just like just saying, no, get out Mm. at that point. And And I respect her for that. Done with the friendship as well. Yeah, which is normal. That's Surely you just go, no, this is too toxic for me. And. Nicolette, I don't think she's ever been told no in her life. I'd love for Jane to explore this relationship because anytime 
Chloe rejects her. Like, no, we're not friends now. You've stuffed me over. Yeah. Nicolette just makes Bambi eyes at her and expects it all to be fine. Yeah. It's like, no. And she keeps calling her Chloe. No, Chloe, I know you. Don't call her Chloe when she's mad at you. I'd love to know what Nicolette's father was like. Because Jane's so nice and Nicolette's so manipulative. I'd love a visit from him. Yeah. Because I think he'd turn out to be like an A-grade asshole, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. And yeah, Nicolette's learned that and learned how to talk to her mother to really mm. manipulate her. Fascinating. So Chloe has had to call on Nicolette um, because Nicolette was Faye's nurse. Like, please come and help me with my mum. I'm yeah. struggling. And she's like, but, but nothing else. We're not friends. Just come here and do this and get out. And finally she, her mum helps her see that, well, no, I should actually call on Nicolette to help because yeah. we, we're reminded that Nicolette is a great nurse. Yeah, she's yeah. got wonderful bedside manner. Though I have to question her priorities. Like she comes over, the first thing she says to Faye is, oh, what's going on with your buttons? They're on the wonk. <laughs> um, rather than just ignoring it like you do with any other human, surely. Like, it wasn't even all that obvious. It wasn't like Roxy busting out of her top bed. I don't don't know. I turned up to my mum's house the other day with my dress on inside out on the way to work and she was kind enough to point that out to me before I went into the the office. Um, It's a shame, again, that Nick can't be in the health profession. Mm. But then she's ingratiating herself by the end of the week. She's like, well, you're clearly going to need me all the time, so I might as well just move in to the Brendan with you. Yeah, that's that's stretching the friendship. Um, And that's essentially where we leave it. Well, how about, here's an idea. How about Ma Brennan moves into Jane's room and Jane moves over to Chloe's house? The Brennackers is on the flash as well. She's not oh, getting yeah. like pushed up a ramp around and, the back of the house. And there's a doctor there. Yeah. Oh, even better, Nicolette and Jane move into Chloe's house. <laughs> With Chloe? No, no, and Chloe moves over to the Brennackers yeah. and then you could have all the Brennans plus Aaron. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although she can't be around for too long. It's going to be... It's going to be a sad end. It is. It's it's very true. You know, a great moment was actually the beautifully photoshopped photo of young Chloe and young um, Ma Brennan. It was very well done. Mm. Their photoshopping skills has improved a lot in the last six years. I always love the way Chloe says mum. To It just yeah. sounds really g- genuine. Yeah. Just listen to her say it when you're mm. watching it. She, the way she says mum, it's really real. Oh, I always feel it. It's oh, it's gonna. You're gonna be crying when she dies, aren't you? Oh, bawling tears around Australia. We should do citizen and citizen of the week. I'm I'm gonna give a citizen. Yes, Kate. I'm giving it to Puffy for saving two women from dying (laughs) from gas inhalation. Yeah, one in each arm. Away you go down the tram. Give that man like one of those medals that like appear on the news as well. Tram steps are really steep. I haven't had to take a pram down a tram. Yeah, I'm too scared to. I've got a tram just down the block for me, Mm. and I've never taken the pram on it. So yeah, that's pulling two adults down the like that's a big step down. Um, Citizen of the week, Roxy, who has a job. That she's perfectly happy with over at the waterhole, but he's spending every waking moment rebranding her boyfriend's tram, learning how to cook, coming up with new recipes. She's still allowed to tinker in the kitchen even though she poisoned everybody, but she is spending all her free time on his business and she's not even on paid staff. You know what? I want to give her a self-help book. Yeah. That just along the lines of you can't fix him, find someone better. (laughs) 
Um, I think most of the people on the street need that book. You know who I'd love? If we do get Nicolette's dad, I reckon Nicolette's dad would come in and strike up a romance with young Roxy. That would be the sort of thing that would set a firecracker on the street. Um, Also, like, I'd like to give a shout out to Roxy for her mention of a Coburg Cafe. Yes. Definitely Pirate Net Studios adjacent. Um, and a, we, she didn't – look, she didn't get a mention here, but she's had plenty of citizens in the past. And see you later, Amy Greenwood. It was great yeah. to have you back with your puffy sleeves. It's, yeah, I'm disappointed to see her leave so soon. Mm. Well, that's where we are. Um, there's more possums that have come out, so we should probably get inside. Um, we'll be back next week. Yes. I'll be on the TikTok creating content, Neighbours Pod on there, Neighbours Pod on Patreon. And I found the other day I was going through my recorder, deleting old files, and I found when Jelly and I went to see Ben Hall's play in Sydney and we recorded our commentary, our review of the play. Yeah. And I was going to put it on the pod and I never did, but I might drop that on Patreon. Sounds good. So I'm going to put it there. And we are the Neighbours Council on Facebook where we do not broadcast news so you can find us there and chat. Kate. I'm at Remued on Twitter. And I'm Vase on Instagram, CJ's, CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. And we would. And hang on. Yeah. Guys, it's been a while since we've had a review on our podcast. So get there, give us a review. Look, hey, if you're scratching for something to do after this podcast finished, just write a few things down. Help us out with the algorithms. Because we've got to tell the TikTok crowd what we're about. They're going to be looking us up. Give them some good stuff to read. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. I'll do classical guy.